Welcome to Quarter R. This is where we mend walls and create safe communities. On Quarter R, we discuss all things lifestyle, family, nation building, everyday issues, and of course, everything about you. Welcome to Quarter R. Today, we will be talking about safety. It's an important topic that concerns every one of us, wherever we are, at home, at work, on the street. But today, we will narrow it down to safety in the home. Safety in the home. I'm sure you're thinking safety in the home. Yes, I mean safety in the home. Once you are in the house, your safety. And for today, to do justice to this important topic, we have an expert, as we normally do. But before we introduce the guest, I am Sylvia's Bukifemi Ajala, and his name is Olaleye Taiwo. He is the Assistant Chief Airport Fire and Safety Officer with about 15 years of experience in aviation safety and firefighting, and is also the Pro Board Certified Fire Inspector from the Maryland Fire and Rescue Institute, Maryland, United States of America. And we are so happy to have him. He will be sharing with us safety tips from his wealth of experience. So welcome to Quarter R, our dear guest, Mr. Olaleye Taiwo. We will be talking about safety because you are a safety expert. I mean, your profile has been read earlier. So tell us, we're looking at the house, we're looking at the home. In terms of fire issues, let's start with the fire extinguishers. People say we must have fire extinguishers at home. Must we have fire extinguishers at home? And if we must have fire extinguishers at home, are there different types that we must have? Educate us on this. Uh, thank you so much, Ma. Uh, thank you so much, Madam. It's a pleasure to be in your list. All right. Um, fire extinguishers um, is a must-have in the home. And the reason why we say that is because fire emergencies don't ring alarms. You know, and fire emergencies don't tell you that they are going to happen. So we need to have fire extinguishers in the home just in case yeah, we have fire emergencies in the home. And like you have said, uh, there are different types of fire extinguishers. In safety, you say appropriate fire extinguisher for the appropriate type of fire. You know, we live in an age and in a time, in a climate where we, we take safety for granted. Uh, we say safety is the most crucial investment anyone can make. And the question is not what it costs us, but what it saves. That's the, that's the reason why we need fire extinguishers. Um, we have different classes of fire. And because we have different classes of fire, we have different types of extinguishers that can take care of those different classes of fire. Um, I run through it quickly. I, we have a, what we call class A fires. You know, Class A fires are ordinary solid materials. We have Class B fires, which are fires involving liquids. We have Class C fires. These are fires involving gases. We also have Class D fires, which are fires involving metals. Uh, in, when you buy an extinguisher, if you get an extinguisher, usually at the, at, the, at the surface of that extinguisher, if you look at it very well, you see things like you see alphabets like A, B, C, D. What that tells you actually is the kind of fire that extinguisher can take care of. 
Okay, they are extinguishers that you see A, B, C on it. The implication of that is that you can take care of class A, class B, and classifiers. They are extinguishers that you only find the alphabet B alone on it. It tells you that it can only take care of classifiers. You know, in order not to confuse you, let me take an example. If you look at electrical fires, electrical fires for, you know, electrical fires are fires that, that involve, involve energized equipment. And when you are talking about electrical fires, you don't use water-based fire extinguishers. The reason is because they conduct electricity. You know, the appropriate kind of fire you want to, extinguisher you want to use for that is a CO2 extinguisher, which is a carbon dioxide extinguisher. And the reason why it's appropriate for it is because it does not conduct electricity. And it has ability to penetrate otherwise inaccessible areas. If you use the wrong extinguisher, a water-based extinguisher for an electrical fire, for instance, you are going to get electrocuted. So basically, we have different types of extinguishers, and we use those different types of extinguishers for different classes of fire. Wow, wow. interesting, interesting. That's, that, that's quite um, a, a handbook of knowledge, you know, because we just see all these red fire extinguisher cans everywhere, but we don't even understand that there are different um, mix in, in, in it. So thank you so much for that. But Mr. Taiwo, as an expert, and you're talking to us, we know a lot of times that people will say, aside from the fire extinguishers, we can have local things like putting sand, you know, in your kitchen, because, you know, we are talking about safety in the home. And one of the things that actually happened, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the, the safety is more on fire, 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 particularly in the, in the kitchen. I have quite um, um, uh, a personal experience of my, of my um, cousin, you know, she got burned in the kitchen and, 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 and that was how she died. So, but a lot of people will say, oh, have a bucket of sand. Some will say you could use um, cola frizzy drinks, you know, the gas there. And I've also had people say, oh, just get a detergent, you know, detergent and water when things happen like this. What's your take on this? Because we, we want you to educate us. Well, um, this is um, an interesting question that I'm uh, almost always confronted with uh, when I go for trainings. Uh, I remember I was still in a training in Port Harcourt and um, for training a set of um, oil, oil workers and um, this, this same topic came up. And you know, the, the interesting thing is I've engaged a number of people that I see um, engaging in these practices and the truth is many of them can't even explain. Every time I go to a gas station, I usually see buckets of sand. And many times I ask these attendants that, what exactly is this bucket of sand for? And um, the truth is many of them cannot explain. I would expect that um, developed nations, since sand is easily accessible, we also make use of these things. But let me try, let me try and explain what I think is the issue. Now, there are principles behind fire extension. And before you can have any fire, we, we believe that three things must come together before any fire can occur. Okay. There must be fuel, there must be, there must be oxygen, and there must be heat. And when I say fuel, I don't mean you know, the kind of fuel that we use in our cars. Fuel can be anything. We refer to fuel as anything can be, that can burn. 
So fuels can be solids, it can be liquids, it can be gases. So whenever you have a fuel, you have a fuel, you have the presence of heat, and then you have oxygen. Okay. Then fire can occur. Okay. So the principle behind fire extinction is to ensure that you remove one of these three elements. Okay. And the moment you're able to do that successfully, you discover that the fire goes off. So okay. if you look at foam, I did talk about foam as one of the fire extinguishers that we have. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a water-based extinguisher. But what foam does, you know, is synonymous to what um, people try to make out of detergents. When you apply foam to a burning liquid, for example, it forms a foam blanket on top of the burning liquid. And when it forms a foam blanket on top of the burning liquid, what it does is it cuts off oxygen supply from the surface of that vapor so that you are able to remove oxygen from those three elements that come together to make fire for fire to occur and the mm. fire goes off. Okay. So when you see people you know, trying to make detergents and all of that, that is what they are trying to do. But the question I, I usually ask is, how much of blankets can you make with foam? And then how much time can it stay? Okay. The moment your foam blanket breaks, then fire can reoccur okay. again. And then when you also look at sand, that's exactly the same thing that they try to do. When you pour sand somewhere, they are trying to cut off oxygen supply. And the question is, how effective can this be? Mm. You know, just to just to sum this up, I did I did give them an example at the last train I attended that if you if you if you soak fuel, maybe our normal gas that we use in our cars, and you know I put it in a bucket and I pour sand on it and I put fire on it, is it going to burn? Mm. So that will tell you is sand actually effective? And then how many fires have occurred in many of these filling stations that they have successfully used um, sand mm. um, in extinguishing? Okay. My advice to people is don't experiment with your life. Don't do things that are not tested. Mm. Don't do things that are not tried. Mm. Use things that have been tested, that have been proven, mm. that can extinguish fires. That would right. be my Thank point. you so much. So from, from, from the expert point of view, what I hear you say is that we should do things right by ensuring we have fire extinguishers in our home. And, yeah. and, I, and I think to take it further, it's better you always consult a fire extinguisher expert. And, and really, they're everywhere. You will see them selling the, 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 the bottles, the cans. So they will be able to tell you. Okay, so they will be able to tell you uh, which one will go for liquid or which one will go for um, electric, electric fire. All right. So um, the last question I want to to ask you, Mr. Taiwo, and we'll use that to wrap up, is that when we have fire, bonds, and accidents in the home, what is the first aid we must we must do? I I uh, when I was growing up, when you have ordinary bone, you know, water bone and all that, um, they will go um, get um, the wet pap, which we call ugi. You know and put there and later on we, i had about honey and later on i had about vaseline from the expert point of view what do we do in the home and we we'll use that to wrap up thank you so much okay um when you have fire bones uh, the advice is to run cooling water over the affected is the reason why um you know our mothers use um pap and ugi is because of the cooling effects. For honey, you know, honey has self-healing properties. 
So usually you can also apply only. It takes care of it for a while until you are you are able to get to a medical practitioner. But the idea behind running cooling water is, is to ensure that that area is cooled and that the layer of skin below where you have that bone does not get damaged further. Um, you, should, you are not expected to cover fire bones with bandages. You are not expected to 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 apply you know anything that you know like iodine or spirit. You are not expected to do that. The advice is usually that when you have fire bones, ensure you run it over cooling water, under cooling water until you are able to get medical help. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. We learned quite a lot from you. And Ayakota uh, just talks about having safe communities anywhere we are. Thank you, Mr. Leia. Thank you, Mr. Leia Taiwo, for doing this with us. Thank you so much. We have learned from you. Thank you. Pleasure is mine. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Kota R. If you have feedback, comments, questions, or any other topics you'd like us to discuss, please call 0700-123-5010 or send a text to 0701-050-9771.